Hello and welcome to the Let It Flow podcast, hosted by your spiritual besties, Alexis and Carly. We're just two humans figuring things out, and we're here to share this community with you as an outlet for self-discovery and spiritual growth. This podcast is designed to open your mind with conversations that encourage you to ask bigger questions about mindset, spirituality, personal growth, and everything in between. We're passionate about gaining different perspectives on what the universe has to offer. And the one thing we found to be 100% true is that life is meant to flow. We're not here to tell you how to live your life, but to provide you with the tools and knowledge you need to create an experience that feels uniquely you. Tune in every week to awaken your potential and deepen your evolution. Whether you're all in on your personal growth journey or just starting out, let's flow together. Hello, welcome back. Hello, hello. (laughs) We are doing something fun today. It's actually an episode that I've been excited to record for quite a while and kind of forgot about, but we're going to talk about the books that we've read on this journey, which there's a lot of them. And for me to narrow it down was very hard. Yes. (laughs) And I actually don't know if I really narrowed it that much. We have a lot of books to talk about right now. We do, we do. We're not going to waste any time today. We're going to get right into it. And Carly and I have read a couple of the same books. Um, I just think it's really fun to see how different authors say kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. Because there's definitely similar themes in all of these. It's just like you could read five books and be like, okay, okay, okay. And then that sixth book, all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, holy shit like this is changing my life you're speaking my language (laughs) exactly like you just need to find the book that really hits home with you and so the ones that I've grabbed to talk about and that Carly has brought up I think are fairly approachable if you're interested Mm. in spirituality because there are some that are sometimes they speak at a high level I don't even want to say that because that makes it sound like the reader's dumb but it's not it's like lofty language that is not as approachable and it's yeah, just unnecessary well, like there's some books that are just hard to hop into if you haven't been into this at all definitely well and I think because the deeper we get into these things into these teachings or just our own selves the less I don't know if this is going to make any sense, but it's almost like the less clear things get. Like the deeper they get, the less like clear they are with saying it because the deeper you get, the less language can even wrap itself around these concepts. Like all of our languages, all of our ways of communication, I think they all get to a certain point where then you just kind of start to sit with the knowledge. You really like feel the knowledge and the teachings and then it's like beyond language that I don't know if that made any is going to make any sense no. to anybody, but <laughs> what it made me think of is what a lot of these books say. And like, what kind of the point is, is that the more knowledge you have, the more you understand that, you know, nothing. Exactly. Yeah. So let's get into it. I would say, let's start with the first one, the four agreements, because I know that we've both mm-hmm. read that one and it's one title that I see floating around as a recommendation all the time. And I completely agree. It's very short. It is only 137 pages and small pages. It's a, it's it's a baby book. book. It's like a pocketbook kind of. 
It's just very easy. I have something highlighted on every single page of this book. I felt silly even trying to highlight the things that I found impactful because it was literally all of it. I need I need to read it again, honestly. How did you feel so about it? No, it I think what I loved so much about this is I just read this maybe within the past for sure actually within the past year. And what I loved about it was it was all of the stuff that I've heard from other people that I've kind of witnessed within myself that I've come to understand all of it simplified in like a very short description and clear presentation, like just boom. Okay. We got it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just want to go through what the agreements are. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first agreement is be impeccable with your word. The second agreement, don't take anything personally. The third agreement, don't make assumptions. The fourth agreement, always do your best. It's just beautiful. I think what I tell people about this book all the time, the one agreement that spoke and still speaks so much to me, um, all of them do, but is the agreement, is it the second one that he talks about, don't take anything personally? That one just, it's like the things that you know, but the way that he spoke about it was just, oh my God, because he really talks about don't take anything personally, the negative things or the good things, the positive things, because even if somebody, you know, really vibes with you, they really love your, if you're offering something, you know, or doing art or the way you are as a person, if they really like you and what you're creating in your life, It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them and what they like. So the same thing goes for if somebody doesn't like you or doesn't like your art or doesn't like your creations, whatever they are, it has nothing to do with you. It's all to do with them. And that was just like, boom, wow. (laughs) I have one paragraph that's completely starred in here for that second agreement. And I'm not going to read the whole book to you guys, I promise, because we have a lot to get through, but it has to do with this. And it says, if you can make this second agreement a habit, you will find that nothing can put you back into hell. There's a huge amount of freedom that comes to you when you take nothing personally. You become immune to black magicians and no spell can affect you regardless of how strong it may be. The whole world can gossip about you. And if you don't take it personally, you are immune. Someone can intentionally send emotional poison, and if you don't take it personally, you will not eat it. When you don't take the emotional poison, it becomes even worse in the sender, but not in you. It's so good. It just, every every page I read that, it was like, oh my God, duh, of course, yes. Or like one thing I loved about this book journey, which I feel we've both gone through, is reading books that I, even if I already have kind of deeply connected with the message of the book I still love reading different takes on it because it gives you different words to use based on who you're talking with and based Mm -hmm. on what points you want to get across to the crowd you know it's I've definitely felt my ego pipe up looking at some books to read because I'm like oh well I've already learned this or I've already read a book on this topic and I'm like okay that's kind of a sign that maybe I should read this book and I this is amazing like it's something that I would give as a gift Mm -hmm. to literally anybody and like I said it's very approachable language it's so simple it's so short I just I can't recommend it enough and just like not flip through it anymore 
I know. It's like just ancient wisdom that is still so relevant today. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the four agreements. Let's move on to the power of now, which we could have a power whole episode about <laughs> the power of now. But when did you find this book, Carly? When did you read um, it? You read it a, a while back, right? Uh, probably like a year or so ago. I read that. I had been hearing about it for a while and then just finally was, I I read it during a time where I was super in my head about everything and having a hard time not thinking about the future and not questioning things, all of that. And I was like, okay, I know that this is not how I want to be doing things. So let's, let's check this book out. I am flipping through to see how much highlighting I have in here. Again, a lot of highlighting. I love marking up my books. I know you're much better about it than I am. I Let me go grab this book though too. Please. The reason I like marking it up, I used to be somebody who kept my books in pristine condition because I just thought that that meant I was taking really good care of them. But honestly, I would almost rather go get a book from a secondhand store and see what impacted other people and the notes other people have. And I also like marking them up because if I go back and read this in the future, I like seeing what impacted me back at that time. And and because I'll find myself highlighting different things as I learn and grow, I could read The Power of Now again and get different information and knowledge from it with where I'm at now in my life than when I read it the first time, which so See, much. I don't in- even think I finished this. I am like a serial non-book finisher. I read, I like get obsessed with these books and then all of a sudden I'm just done reading it, but I'm not done with it. I don't know. I'm trusting that I must've been impacted in the way that I was meant to be and it will come back around. Like maybe I'll pick this up now. (laughs) The biggest message in the power of now is just that nothing exists except the present moment and you are not your mind. I remember reading something about the ego only paying attention to the past and the future because that that creates your sense of self. So mm-hmm. as long as you're attached to the version of yourself that existed in the past and what you did in the past that you can't grow and, and like do what you're what you want to because you're attached to that but then also the future doesn't exist either. So what you're doing right now is the only thing that matters. So Carly's going to read something. I flipped right to this. So have you ever experienced, done, thought, or felt anything outside the now? Do you think you ever will? Is it possible for anything to happen or be outside the now? The answer is obvious, is it not? Nothing ever happened in the past. It happened in the now. Nothing will ever happen in the future. It will happen in the now. And that basically sums up, I think, the entire message of the book. Yeah. But you should definitely read it because there's so much more than that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, he like gets further deeply into that. But it's amazing. It just really I remember feeling such a sense of peace reading that book. Like, it's all okay. Like, I've always been okay in the present moment. And that's what I come back to anytime I'm really stressed out or worried about something that's going to happen or having anxious thoughts about something that I did that I regret or something like that it's like it's over or done over and done or it hasn't happened and either way I am perfectly safe fine and okay right now so Mm -hmm. I don't need to feel this way and then I let it go so yeah I think if I remember in this book because again 
a lot of these books touch on this same, same te- these same teachings, but he talks too about um, the kind of the difference between suffering and pain as well. Like, you know, pain is what happens in the current moment. We feel the emotion and then suffering is something we do to ourselves because of the fact that we are not living fully in the now, that we are stuck in our anxious thoughts. We're questioning things, we're regretting things, we're stuck in the past or we're, we're anxious and thinking about the future. And the literally the easiest way to get out of that pattern is to just be here now. And it's, it's powerful. Have you read The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield? I have Pressfield? not read that yet. Highly, highly recommend. This is another very short one. And honestly, some pages have one paragraph on them that's like not even half a page. Each page slash chapter is a different little topic and his little riff on it. But it's all about resistance. So he focuses a lot on uh, creativity because he he's an author. So it's kind of all of his thoughts and recommendations and knowledge on the resistance that you feel when you're trying to do something or do something different, trying to create something, move forward with your business and you're Mm. feeling anything like, I mean, every, I'll just read some of the page titles, like resistance is internal. Resistance is impersonal. Resistance only opposes in one direction. Resistance is fueled by fear. Resistance is most powerful at the finish line. Resistance recruits allies resistance and procrastination so like every single page is kind of a different different little um frame on resistance but again this was another one I started highlighting and I just stopped highlighting because I'm like every single page of the whole book book. is very (laughs) very helpful and while he talks about kind of logical ways to like get over resistance like after you read this book (laughs) If you're still feeling resistance to something, you didn't really get the point. It's it also has that frame of it doesn't freaking matter. Like oh get over gosh. it. Just it's all made up in Stop your head. Not taking yourself Just, so seriously. <laughs> exactly. So it it really has that same focus. And while that. it it doesn't come off as like you wouldn't look at this, the war of art, break through the blocks and win your inner creative battles as a spiritual book. 100% is a spiritual book mm. <laughs> about just kind of letting go and like doing what you want to do in this life. Um, and he just kind of for. breaks through any excuse that your mind could give you to mm. not do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> the War of Art, really recommend. It's super short, very easy to read. It's like 165 pages, but again, some of the pages have three sentences on them. So very easy to read. I might have to get that when I'm in the US. Yes, please do. That would be an easy one to toss in your suitcase. Oh, I'm so excited. I hope I get to see you. I know, me too. I think we both (laughs) read Discover Your Dharma by Sahara Rose. If anybody is into spirituality stuff and follows people on Instagram, you've probably seen Sahara Rose. She's very active there. Um. Mm. And her book is A Vedic Guide to Finding Your Purpose. So if you are questioning what you're here for, trying to find some direction, this is a really fun book because it's also interactive. You're learning a lot. There's going to be some approaches. Like it is a Vedic Vedic frame, like Dharma, obviously. You're going to be reading things that maybe you're not familiar with, but if you're open to it and like finding out what energy you relate to and 
how that can show up in a job or in like whatever you want to do it this is fun because there's quizzes there's some reflection questions it's something you definitely need a notebook to go along with and and work through it while you read it this is one of those books that for me I don't think I will probably ever read it again Mm -hmm. however it like really propelled me down the path of like mindfully creating my own life and really starting to learn how to listen to myself and be aware of what I am creating so I Mm -hmm. would yeah I also would highly recommend it yeah I'd say the impact it had on me was kind of giving me the validation of where I saw my life going and Mm, exactly after I finished this book or in the middle of this book is when we signed up for um the coaching program so kind of going down that type of path and like everything lining up from that book. And then that's when we found human design and my human design was saying the same thing Mm -hmm. as the book was telling me. And as my Myers-Briggs and Enneagram, like they were all saying the same thing about my life and talents and skills. And I was like, (laughs) okay, yeah, I'm getting this repeated message from so many different places. So it was, which is all one place really in the end. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, not gonna, um, talk about that one anymore but highly recommend if you're feeling just a bit lost in general that it's a good book to just guide you a little bit and maybe give you some of that reassurance on what you should do or what you might like to do never should but what you might like and enjoy Harley you brought up the artist's way and I haven't read that so if you want to give a little bit of a talk on the artist's way and how that one is fun to work with of course okay so CBH also finished this one. <laughs> However, I did, I think, the first half at some how many weeks is it? It's kind of like a small course. So I think it's 12 weeks actually. And each week you go through um kind of a topic. Yes, 12 weeks. Um I did the first, yeah, the first five, I think, but it's really a beautiful way to reconnect with your inner child and to kind of see what throughout your life, especially your childhood, has been blocking your connection to your own artistry and your own creativity. And she uses a lot of beautiful terms um, that makes it kind of fun and lighthearted as well. Um, One of the biggest takeaways that I took from it and I think you were doing them for a while as well is she um her name by the way is Julia Cameron she uh uses the concept of the morning pages in hers so basically while you're doing this and a lot of people who have done this course um, have done the morning pages for many years after finishing this as well but it's just a way right away in the morning to connect with what is on your mind and get kind of those thoughts out of the way Uh, So then you can have more of a clear connection to your creativity. Um, I really, I really love it. If anyone is kind of creative already, maybe doing more artsy things, it's perfect for them, for you, or it's also perfect for people who maybe have never thought of themselves as a creative person to really tap in with your creativity because we are all creative people. (laughs) We are creation. So we are here to create. 
And that looks different for everybody, but we are. We're here to create our life and create something unique for the world. Um, and that's one of her main messages in this book. So for an example, the first four weeks, um, week one is recovering a sense of safety. So that's where you kind of go through your enemy within and connect with your core negative beliefs. And also though your ally within, so affirmative weapons, she calls them creative affirmations. And then she gives you some tasks. Um, yeah. So then week two is recovering a sense of identity. And I really loved this, this week. Um, I'll read you this section. So it's like going sane, poisonous playmates. So basically when you're young, kind of those people that maybe unbeknownst to yourself at the time, blocked your little creative child up a little bit. Um, crazy makers in your life. So just going around, just really taking, when you're like taking stock, taking stock of your life and like really looking at it from a third party's view and just being honest with yourself about what's going on in your life. Um, week three is recovering a sense of power and week four is recovering a sense of integrity. So it's just, I really, it's so approachable and just fun. And like I said, interactive, and I've heard many people say also incredible things about this. So, so I want to bring up loving what is for a while. I was talking about that on every episode. It's such a good book. And it's actually, it's actually transcripts from Byron Katie's actual talks. She does professional speaking and does the work live. And then she also does retreats so people can go and do the work. It The work is um, for questions, basically, that she asks. But it's not just for questions. Um, there's no motive it's it's all about getting you to come to your own answers about what is really blocking you. Mm. So one of my favorite things that she talks about is that you, I have it highlighted, the only time we suffer is when we believe a thought that argues with what is. Oh which my God. <laughs> just cracks me up. Anytime I'm feeling like upset or angry or like just... It's always because I'm feeling like the person in front of me should drive faster. Well, they should mm-hmm. nothing. They're just not. They're driving slow and that's what it is. Like, okay, just it's fine. Wow. <laughs> or so-and-so should apologize because they were a bad person when they said X, Y, Z. Well, they're not and they're, they probably won't. So get over it. I mean, it's a little <laughs> bit of that. It's a little bit of tough love. Like it just is what it is. And no matter how stressed or anxious or angry you get about it, it's not going to freaking change. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like, how can you work through it? And so that's what she does with her questions. And she does it with very, very deep traumas as well. Like this book I like because you can kind of flip to whichever transcript is a topic that you need to hear. And some of them, some of them like had certain parts that yeah, I might not be going through what the person is going through exactly, but the advice the advice that came through or the realizations the person came to through speaking with Katie, it applied to my life. Like you always get from these books what you need. So for example, some of the transcripts in here are my husband's affair, Elise is ignoring me, my father was horrible, Stanley didn't have to die, I need my family's approval, Peter broke his word to me, 
my son and daughter are being reckless with their lives. So like, those are some of the topics that she goes through with people. So she'll just pull someone on stage that she feels called to talk to. And, um, so those were just actually, those were just doing the work on couples and family life. And then there's, um, doing the work on work and money. So angry at corporate America is one of those, um, doing the work on self-judgments, like the way people are seeing themselves and thinking that they're a horrible person. So like doing the work on your own thoughts, um, doing the work with children. So she actually brings a, a child on stage. And that's that was an amazing one as well, because children are less, you know, filtered and blocked. And it's just amazing to to see that shift when she asks the questions. Um, there's all sorts of things, being afraid of death or um, I'm angry at so-and-so for dying. Um, I need to make a decision. She was supposed to make me happy. Or it, it, there's just so many different topics in here that I just, I can't even explain to you. Um, a couple of the questions that she asks is like, first of all, tell me what's going on. Um, and then always, is it true? And then she says, is it really true? But she really digs into like what happens? How do you react? How you how do you feel when you believe the thought that you're telling yourself about reality? Anyway, I could go on and on about this book. And she actually has resources on her website of how to do the work yourself. But I just honestly think this is amazing. And once you know how to work with the questions, it's something that you can even apply to your relationships just to deepen it and to become a better listener and to help friends and family work through it, to become a better Mm. parent. Um, It's just amazing. I can't say better things about this. (laughs) I'm going to have to bring like five books back from the U.S. with me. (laughs) That is a thick one. It looks a bit aggressive. 355 pages. I guess that's not horrible, but I mean, it's a bit large, but like I said, chunky. (laughs) it's chunky but you can flip through it and kind of Mm -hmm. read whatever transcript you feel called to read at a certain time and um the I need my family to understand me one really hit me that was like last year last year I read that and it was it like moved me to tears (laughs) because it was it was amazing the way she worked through it with somebody so anyway you mm-hmm. wanted to bring up the autobiography of a yogi, which I have not read. Oh, yes. Okay. So this one's, I don't know, very different than the other ones in the sense that it's not so much like a self-growth, self-help or a mindset book, if you will, but this is incredible. And I'm actually still reading it. I'm about three quarters of the way through. And it's an autobiography. So of Paramahansa Yogananda. And this is actually a lot of people's kind of first books into this kind of world of like spirituality of the yogic philosophies of all of that stuff that ha- is um, kind of Basically, all of this stuff that a lot of these books we've already spoken about, all of the deep, deep teachings can be even traced back to a lot of the yogic philosophies. Um, And actually, I don't know if 
I think I told you this, but when Steve Jobs passed away, this was the only book on his Kindle and he gave it to every single person who came to his funeral. So it's like, like this one is, is definitely a potent life changer one as well. Um, but it's just about his life and a lot of it in here. I, I, I've imagined some of my family members reading this and being like, well, that's a bunch of bullshit. Like, <laughs> get that happen. This is not even true. What the heck? And a lot of the stuff that he witnessed as a child and throughout his life, like he was connected in, in the midst of very powerful beings on this planet. And so things that he experienced seem unbelievable to us. Um, but it's just an incredible example of we really know nothing at all. And there's so much more out there than what our logical brain wants to believe and think. It's really, I mean, I really don't know what else to say about it. It just shows that there's, yeah, there's things out there that are really beautiful and really incredible and that we all have this ability to connect deeper and more mm, no we connect deeper within ourselves is actually also connecting deeper to what's without of ourselves as well you know I don't know if that made any sense but it's a it's a good one I promise <laughs> I need to add it to my list I'm gonna put a little dot by it for the mm. ones that I want to read there's been a couple different versions of it uh the one I have is the original reprint of the book they've just been ones that have been changed a little bit or like added some things um and they're really good. I've heard good things about them, but there's something about like reading the exact same way that it, he wrote it because this would have been written in the 1940s, I think. Um, that's just really, really special, I think. I wanted to bring up Big Magic because I think we've both <gasps> yes. read it. Yes, I love that book. It's such a good book. It's Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. It's a very, I would say, kind of a mainstream. Um, personal growth book she also wrote eat pray love for anybody who's familiar with that as well but it's creative living beyond fear mm. so again yes she focuses on primarily authors like when she's talking about being creative but but not though I mean she she frames some of her examples as to authors because that's her experience but mm -hmm. I would highly recommend reading this just if you're anybody who has an idea and you're trying to bring it to life yes very helpful and useful um and she's super funny too she but one of the main things that I love about this which Carly's gonna be like yeah that's what we talk about all the time but it's that the ideas you have are not just yours like they come to you because they want to be created and they're searching for you just as much as you're searching for them and they want to come to life if you decide not to put in the effort and that the idea isn't for you like no like creating my own business no I, I don't really like that someone else is going to get that idea and so you have to be okay with the fact that if you say no to it it's also going to leave you and find someone else mm -hmm. and she had a crazy example where she almost finished this entire book it was a very specific like 
story storyline. It was crazy. It was something about like oil and the Amazon and a love story. It was like something really kind of weird and niche. She didn't finish it. And then she met somebody at a book, like a conference or something, started talking to them and they had written and finished and published that exact same book with the very similar storyline, like different character names, but the same book. And she's like, holy shit, I didn't finish. I didn't follow through. And the idea found somebody else. Yeah. And, and I feel like we see that all the time. Like when someone had like, oh my gosh, I had that idea too. Or, or like, oh my gosh, one time I was going to do that. And then I just never got around to it. And somebody else is doing it. Or you think of something, don't do it. And then see a commercial for it later that year. Oh my God, it's so true. This and- also, I like, cause she, she talked about this and also really spoke about, you know, when an idea comes to you to really sit with it and be honest with yourself and with it. Like, am I able to bring you to life? Like, is this really something that my energy is really here to do? And if it's not to say thank you and give it almost permission to like, okay, now go, go find someone else. It's okay. I, I, I do not have the capability right now to bring you to life. And that has been something I actually really just connected with this just now that I have kind of taken into practice and I kind of forgot that it came from from this book, but I get ideas all the time, every day about the craziest things. And one thing that I've begun to do after reading that book is to really be like, okay, is this truly mine? Is this truly mine to create? And sometimes, sometimes quite often, the answer is no, like it's, it's not, not in alignment with me at this time. And I literally will say sometimes out loud, sometimes in my mind, okay, no, go, go find someone else. Like I thank you for giving me a chance, but I please go find someone else. And that has allowed me so much more headspace because truly when I do that, the idea really leaves me. Whereas before I felt I had all of these unborn ideas floating around in my head all at once, taking up space. And that was something that reading that book, I guess, yeah, I didn't really connect with that I was going to be putting into practice as much as I did. I want to read this page because I dog-eared it and then put hearts and said this entire page. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's under the title of Decorate Yourself. And I'm not going to read the entire section, but basically she met somebody who's covered in tattoos. So kind of starts with that conversation. And she said, I love this. I I asked her once how she could allow her body to be marked up so casually with permanent ink. She said, oh, but you misunderstand. It's not permanent. It's just temporary. Confused, I asked, you mean all your tattoos are temporary? She smiled and said, no, Liz, my tattoos are permanent. It's just my body that's temporary. So is yours. We're only here on earth for a short while. So I decided a long time ago, I wanted to decorate myself as playfully as I can while I still have the time. I love this so much. I can't even tell you because like Eileen, I also want to live the most vividly decorated temporary life that I can. I don't just mean physically. I mean, emotionally, spiritually, intellectually. I don't want to be afraid of bright colors or new sounds or big love or risky decisions or strange experiences or weird endeavors or sudden changes or even failure. Mind you, I'm not going to go out and cover myself with tattoos simply because that doesn't happen to be my jam. 
but I am going to spend as much time as I can creating delightful things out of my existence because that's what brings me awake and that's what brings me alive. I do my decorating with printer ink, not with tattoo ink, but my urge to write comes from exactly the same place as Eileen's urge to turn her skin into a vivid canvas while she is still here. It comes from a place of, hey, why not? Because it's all just temporary. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So good. Yep. That sums up my perspective. In another, in other <laughs> words, like we said earlier, don't take yourself so seriously. <laughs> just have fun. <laughs> Oh my gosh. If people just had more fun, the world would be a much better place. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There's a couple honorable mentions that I'm not going to really dive into, but they had an impact on my life. And I just wanted to mention it early retirement extreme, which is ironic Mm. because Carly recommended it. And I swear to you, she only read one chapter, maybe, maybe three, (laughs) maybe three chapters. And I breezed through the whole thing, but I will say it's a very dense book and it's a finance book primarily, I would say. I'd probably put it in that category. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't recommend it to everybody, but long story short, what it showed me was how little I really need to survive. And it's kind of what prompted the, it was like the thing that I needed to sell my, mo- a lot of my possessions and like donate and pack up before I went on my trip mm-hmm. because I was really attached to the home that I created. And I was like, well, I can't get rid of that. Like I just bought it or like my closet. I'm like, I've had these clothes for so long. Like, I love it. Like, what if I want to wear that? And it just kind of cut all that shit and was like, you really don't need anything besides one pair of pants, a t-shirt, like a plate. Like at the end of the day, you can, you can argue and be like, it's nice to have more than that, but truly you don't need more than that. And we all have so much And you just, you don't need it to live. So it really, it is early retirement extreme. It is extreme. So please Mm -hmm. go into it with that mindset if you're going to read this book. But it was the advice I needed in order to take the leap and realize that I could live out of a suitcase for a while um, with my car and my suitcase. And that's all I needed. Anyway, I needed that advice. The other one was Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes love Shonda Rhimes. And I thought it was going to be kind of like, I don't know, a bio auto autobiography. I always mix up biography and autobiography and she wrote it. (laughs) Auto. (laughs) Auto. So it's about how she used to be very planned and organized, very type a, very much like I used to be, um, needing to know all the information, needing to plan it out, put it on her calendar Um, needed to weigh the pros and cons, said no to a lot of things because she was uncertain of what the outcome would be. And she challenged herself one year to say yes to absolutely everything. And even like a lot of the things she's like, I don't understand, but yes, I guess like, I'll try it. I'll do it. And the things that changed in her life and the opportunities that she had, because she said yes to even something as simple as dinner with some person that she would have normally said no to because like why would I go to dinner with this person just say yes just go do the thing um and that also really prompted my road trip and and oh Carly's holding up the surrender experiment because we need to talk about that one too and it has to do with that but I said yes to a lot of things on my trip that I would have normally said no to because I would make up some some reason that it would be 
dangerous or irresponsible or whatever. So that book really spoke to me. The Surrender Experiment, Carly. Oh yeah. It's on my list. I need to read it. Like very high on my list. I actually just like started reading it again. (laughs) (laughs) No, that is literally that. Like saying yes to things that come their way. And um, this book, The Surrender Experiment, is written by Michael A. Singer. He also has written The Untethered Soul, which is a pretty popular one. I've, I have yet to read that. But this I read within the last year as well. Um, and again, kind of through those t- that time of like my brain trying to figure everything out and not getting me anywhere. And this, I loved this book for two reasons. One was his own story about um how his awakening kind of happened and it was like very small simple just a thought like that came to him and he couldn't like you know just put him on this path and that really spoke to me because I feel that a lot of people in the coaching industry the spiritual community all the stuff they all talk about how like they've had these like life or death moments that really shook them. They woke, woke them up, they awakened their, their gifts and awakened all this stuff. And I would say that, you know, I've, I've not had anything quite like that happen to me. And I don't think Alexis, you would say the same either. Um, and for a while I was really questioning my like ability to, this is like so stupid, but I was questioning my ability to really truly help people because I was like, well, I haven't like suffered like some of these people have like I haven't like gone through I've gone through shit because everyone's gone through shit but like not like some people have you know and I realized I'm like wait (laughs) wait a second I gotta be very careful because we attract everything and I do not want to be attracting (laughs) things like that and right around that time I read this and his journey was just so beautiful and he basically um realized that life was really trying to pull him in a certain direction and create something with him and so he just surrendered to it and whenever things would come his way and things would happen he would just say yes even if his ego even if his mind did not like it and he started even listening to that more and like really saying yes to those things then because he's like okay the ego's not riding not driving this boat like I am and the shit that happened in his life like where his life ended up quote is crazy um but it was just a beautiful example that you don't we don't have to know we don't have to worry about it like everyone of us are here to experience what we're here to experience and I truly believe that our mind has nothing to do with it. You know, our desires really to a degree have nothing to do with it because our there's like a difference between the desires that come through us, like through nature, you know, that like movement versus the desires that we are like taught to want and starting to just surrender to life can really show the difference between those things. I have a Barnes and Noble gift card. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I need to go get that one. I have a couple. I just wanted to say the ones that are on my list that I want to read. I kind of already said the surrender experiment, the alchemist I actually have, and I need to read. That's another one I see floating around and people recommend all the time. So I'm excited about that one. And then we were both talking about the Gita. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Bhagavad Gita. That is, I have it right next to me. I'm finishing up a couple other books right now um, that I can mention. I was thinking about it that kind of have to do with my yoga training. And um, they're written by um, Anand, the guy who kind of brought together Sattva Yoga. Um, but it's uh, basically his translations, his interpretations of Patanjali's Yoga Sutras, Padas 1 and 2, which are all in, not getting into this, but in the Vedic teachings. Um, this book is called This Is That. And it's I don't know if you feel called to look it up, look it up. It's really, really incredible and just has, again, all of these teachings like in one shebang. And then this book I'm also in the middle of called Liberation, um, an interpretation of the Isha Upanishad, which is, again, a yoga Vedantic teaching. Really, really good. Um, but then, yeah, the Bhagavad Gita is one of the most famous um It's actually like a song. I can't think of what they call it in in Sanskrit, um, but it's just, oh, it says right here, a classic of Indian spirituality. (laughs) That was so many books. We went through that so quickly. I was kind of worried that we would get distracted and talk three hours hours later. (laughs) Exactly. Like I said, we could probably do an individual episode on almost every single one of these books. But to anybody listening that has questions or wants to, I don't know, dive deeper into these or wants to read it and then discuss it with somebody. Cause I know that here. Yeah, please, please message us. Um, <laughs> but I remember reading some of these and nobody else around me besides Carly had read them. So that's why we were on the phone all the time talking about them because mm-hmm. there's just wasn't anybody that I could discuss this stuff with in my daily life. So if you ever feel that way or you want to get into not get into like your spiritual regardless, but if you want to like dive into the concepts more or have deeper discussions about things or um, talk to two people that like to do the application um, and really dissect things with without judgment, it's yes. kind of a fun thing to do. So have fun reading. <laughs> yeah. Go pick out a new book. It's summertime. Go read it by the pool. Yeah, have yeah. a spirit, spiritual awakening and get a tan. Mm. (laughs) talk to you later guys okay bye (laughs) bye and to show our appreciation for you leaving us a review carly and i thought it would be so much fun to give away free mini readings and all you have to do is leave a review screenshot it and dm it to either carly or me whoever you want to receive your mini reading from and get your body graph on the website and we will voice note you back and forth in the DMs. Obviously, this is going to be more of a basic reading to help you get to know your energy type and your profile and answer a few of your questions. If you would like a deeper reading, more comprehensive, get to know all the details or to ask certain questions about your life and really analyze those from the perspective of your human design chart and maybe the steps you can take in your life that is something we can cover in a full reading so my booking link will be in the show notes and carly does readings upon request so please reach out and dm her as well with that thanks again so much for hanging out with us and we will see you in the next one bye bye